0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 6 of Disney Channel. Just do it again,
1: because I, the desk.
0: That was perfect. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 6 of Disney Channel Original Newbies. I am Joanna.
1: And I am Sam, as usual.
0: And today, we are going to talk about the 1999 hit everyone knows it everyone loves it disney channel original movie can of worms
1: joanna quick fire don't lie how much did you love this movie minimally that much
0: yes how about you
1: about the same if that maybe
0: you did ask me several times to check how much longer there was.
1: And I think the first time was about 20 minutes into the movie.
0: Yeah, that's accurate.
1: I think it was when uh, he was at the satellite. And I was thinking, oh, this must be the end of the movie. That was really quick. Yep, I wonder well, how far in we are.
0: Well, for the the people who have watched it, when he was at the satellite the second time, give Sam some credit. Yes. He didn't immediately want the movie to end.
1: That's not that's not necessarily true. That's just when I thought the movie was gonna end.
0: Okay, so Sam immediately wanted the movie to end
1: that's it's not you're not that wrong about that. I well we'll get into it and then we'll go over more overarching thoughts about it at the end. How does that sound?
0: That sounds like a plan.
1: The movie begins and there's a kid having a huge mental crisis outside in the rain right next to a huge satellite
0: the movie does start on a dark and
1: stormy night it's a good way to start movies Mm
0: -hmm. it's a classic
1: it's a very i kind of got vibes of back to the future from this beginning
0: i could see that especially with some of the effects yeah with like the
1: lightning and like well i guess it was a clock tower in back to the future but that was kind of the feeling it gave me watching this
0: yeah this was like doc as a kid or a teenager
1: yeah Mm -hmm. oh and before we get into things further obviously joanna hasn't seen this movie i don't know if i've ever seen it i don't really recall it whatsoever and i feel like some parts of this i would have remembered
0: i think that you either would have remembered or you would have repressed those memories
1: so it's certainly possible i've watched it multiple times and i was like Sam, don't ever, ever think about this again.
0: No, 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 no,
1: And now it's just to open up a Pandora's box of repressed memories from my childhood.
0: Do I have to keep an eye on you?
1: We'll see. <laughs> we'll think I was 10 years old when this came out.
0: Okay, so while we're talking, let's think of a safe word in case you need to pause.
1: I'll just wave my hands and you'll see. Okay. So... The main kid, I don't think we know his name at the time. Oh, he he types in his name in the computer.
0: Yes. He sends out a message to the universe, presumably. Space, generally. Yeah. Yeah. He sends a message to space (laughs) that basically says, I don't belong on Earth. Get me out of here. XOXO, Mike.
1: And we basically know nothing else besides whatever he typed up in this message. Oh, he didn't type it up. He just says it.
0: Voice to text, very accurate yeah, voice to text. they're very,
1: very up on the technology at this point.
0: Yeah, I think uh Apple actually needs to go back in time and visit Mike and get some of the, his uh voice to text technology.
1: I genuinely think that this movie had more advanced technology than Xenon, which allegedly was made first of all, it was made the same year and allegedly took place fifty years in the future.
0: Yeah, I think I think you are right. But in Xenon, Everyone had the advanced technology. And in this, only Mike had it.
1: Only Mike and the people he liked.
0: Yes, because he gave them access to it.
1: Yeah, that's how good of a friend he is. Great yes. guy. Good guy, Mike. So Mike types up or says his whole like manifesto, which made me think of like the Unabomber with his manifesto when he uh, unfortunately did some things. Just like Mike did. Dark. And so he gives his manifesto talking about how he wants to leave Earth. I think in the scene, do we see that the lightning hits the satellite?
0: Uh, Yeah, I think so. I think we see the lightning hit the satellite and kind of
1: like blast
0: Mike back. Yeah. And then it cuts to two weeks er- earlier.
1: Yeah, I think it was two weeks earlier. So after that, we go back. And so at this point, we have no background on what's going on. No idea why he was out there. Only thing we know is that he doesn't feel like he belongs on Earth. And wants to be taken by aliens.
0: Something traumatic happened.
1: Which we will soon find out. At this point. Did you think that. Mike was an alien.
0: Well. I went into this. I did not look up. What the movie was about. Yeah me either. So all I did. All I knew going into this. Was that. At this point. Something dramatic happened to Mike. And also, there was an alien on the movie poster.
1: Oh, I also saw the movie poster. Mm-hmm. It was like a slug kind of alien. Yeah, with that-
0: uh, like antenna eyes kind of thing. So, that's all I knew going in. And at this point, that's all the knowledge I had of the movie. Okay. So, it's in my mind, it was very possible that Mike was indeed an alien.
1: So I wasn't even thinking about the poster, but I thought that just from what he said in the beginning made it seem like he was very strange. And I guess it was this scene plus the next scene when he's telling the story to the little kid, which the little kid, the little kid, Jay. So Mike's telling a story to a little kid. This is after two weeks earlier about aliens and certain specific aliens. And there's like pictures on like a computer screen, when he's telling the story. So Very the combination Superman-esque
0: of story. Like Superman's origin Oh, interesting. Story. Mm-hmm. I didn't think
1: about that. Mm-hmm. Huh. So I guess there's a little correlation there. Yeah, but from those two scenes, I thought that he was almost certainly an alien.
0: Okay. And did you think that he was an alien from the race that he was describing in the story?
1: It seemed like... Not that he was like an unreliable narrator... But that maybe he wasn't telling everything he knew to the audience. Because it seemed like he f- like, felt the same way as the alien in the m- story he was telling. And there was a baby in the story he was telling. So I was like, oh, he's the baby.
0: What if he was just telling the Superman story and he changed what the aliens looked like?
1: He just replaced everything.
0: Yeah, it's exact same story.
1: So I don't know much about Superman, but do all the aliens on Superman's planet look like humans? Yes. But they're not human. No. What are they? Um, He's from Krypton, race. right? That's the whole...
0: Yeah. And, okay. and their planet was attacked, and his parents put him in a pod and send him... To Earth.
1: Oh, so it's it's literally the same exact yeah, story. It is
0: the same exact story, one hundred percent. Except that Superman gets powers because of his close proximity to the yellow sun. Obviously, the yellow sun. Yeah. Science. Oh, we call that the sun here. What?
1: Yeah. What? We just call it the normal. Sometimes the normal sun, or the good sun.
0: I've been calling it the yellow sun this entire
1: time, Joanna. You're never gonna get a job calling it the yellow sun. Oh
0: no wonder nasa didn't want to hire me
1: that's very silly well, of
0: you. i feel like a dum dumb the lollipop
1: <laughs> yeah so it's the same thing as superman apparently yes. i didn't even know that so that's very funny that's... Were really also getting attacked
0: yeah that's oh, why so yeah <laughs> yeah they were getting attacked and he was thought he was the only one of his race to escape the planet turns out his cousin supergirl also got out but yeah it's actually the exact same story <laughs> that's very funny
1: <laughs> so, so i thought that mike was an alien and uh, yeah so he's telling a story to jay which is his friend's younger brother do you know the friend's name nick nick okay and the friend nick was just in one of the other movies we just watched the a- i mean the actor was not nick obviously he was
0: he was a gilbert and gilbert raps. right on her mm-hmm. raps
1: so very prestigious actor getting in two roles, two somewhat major roles in the first six movies.
0: And also very similar roles, I felt. I felt like this was just a grown-up, slightly grown-up version of
1: Gilbert. Oh, his yeah, his character. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe it's the same character. It could be. He went to witness protection after the bad guy tried to kill him in the prior movie. And And this is him now uh, with a new family. Yeah. Or it could be the same family. We don't know if he had siblings. He could have.
0: All we know is that his mom was crazy. Yeah. Hmm.
1: I wish the mother had the same name in this one. Although who knows if they even has a mother in this one.
0: We don't know his mother's real name and under wraps. We just know she wanted to be called Esmeralda.
1: Right. We don't know if he has a family besides the younger brother in this one at all. I don't think they ever get into that, do they? No, they don't. So we'll probably we'll, we'll just assume it's the same character and witness protection here. It's a it's one of the connections to the rest of the the decom universe. Mike tells his story to Jay, and then after that, I think the next thing is he's just playing football. Is the next scene right?
0: Um. Uh, yeah, because his dad calls him out of the treehouse that they're hanging out in, and it was like we have to go. Turns out he's going to a football game, and he. Is on the team.
1: And Mike seems to be playing safety or linebacker for the school, high school. I think I'm assuming they're in high school, right? Maybe they're middle school. Um, had to be high school because there's like a dance. Probably high school. Yeah. Yeah. So he's playing football for the high school team. His dad is super into football. Really wants him to play football or just do activities, some sort of sports. Yeah. And he wants
0: him to play sports ball.
1: And we also know very early on in the football game that Mike is not good well number one he's not good at football and number two that he has a huge crush on the head cheerleader Caitlin, named caitlin Mm -hmm. who is a younger version of julia styles which we both mentioned to each other during the movie yes it's not played by julia styles by the way just a girl that looks just like like julia styles
0: no it's the girl that is in swim fan yes and the perfect score
1: who could have been julia styles and i thought it would have been julia styles and d- during <laughs> this game mike pretty much accidentally catches a ball thrown to him Well it gets thrown in his direction not on purpose because he's in the defense and he starts running like an absolute moron up and down the field and starts running toward his own end zone
0: well, he's running down the field, and then he kind of gets turned around because a whole bunch of people are trying to tackle him. He gets a little scared. Yeah, he he gets spun around and then ends up running back.
1: Into his own teammate eventually.
0: Yes. I can see the initial confusion, but when everyone starts screaming, you're running the wrong way, and only your own team is trying to block you, that's when I would feel like I would notice that I was indeed running the wrong way.
1: That's the warning sign when your own teammates are telling you to turn around. Yeah. And the I guess the key to this scene is that Mike gets knocked unconscious.
0: He gets a concussion.
1: For sure gets a yeah. concussion. Maybe a brain bleed. Who knows at this point? No he's one seems
0: terribly concerned.
1: And and while he's knocked out, he sees like a premonition sort of or a flashback. Who knows of the alien he was talking about. Oh, no, it was a, of a bad alien, right? yes. some sort of evil alien lizard kind of looking creature
0: there's some thunder and lightning going on for dramatic purposes and then he kind of comes to
1: and then mike eventually wakes up and this is when his teammates i think first confront him or the coach i don't know who it is and then his parents come over with his sister and they could not be less concerned About their son going unconscious on the football field.
0: Oh, no. His eyes are open. He's breathing. He's fine.
1: It's all fine. The dad was basically smiling. The mom was basically smiling. And his sister was just making fun of him.
0: The snarkiest of sisters.
1: So this presumes that his parents ran onto the football field to check on him. And before even seeing him or hearing him say anything, they were just like, oh, he's good. Don't worry about it. Just Mike. Just Mike being Mike.
0: Yeah, they were just running over to be like, I'm so proud of you for catching the ball. Next time you'll run in the right direction. Okay, get up. You have to keep playing now.
1: So just entirely mean to him with zero concern for his well-being. After that, they eventually, there's some conversation he has with his dad where you find out that Mike's good with computers and that he's been working on some some pig-related thing. On the computers.
0: Yes. And you also see that Mike loves carbs.
1: What is he eating?
0: He eats cereal and then he makes toast.
1: Oh, so he's me is what you're saying? Yes.
0: Mike is Sam. By the way, everyone, Sam is the inspiration for the character in this movie.
1: I'm a connoisseur of carbohydrates.
0: Specifically breakfast carbohydrates.
1: (laughs) Pretty much only breakfast carbohydrates. Just... Just waffles and cereal.
0: Yeah, yeah, and bananas, the healthy carb.
1: But yeah, that doesn't really count. I don't think fruits count as carbs, technically.
0: Oh, no, they just count as fruit.
1: Yeah, exactly. Fruits
0: are fruits and carbs are carbs. You get it. Anyway, moving on.
1: So we find out that Mike is a very good with computers. And that he's been working with his dad's computer to try to put some sort of Not necessarily a virus, but some sort of program that involves a pig.
0: Something silly, probably.
1: Which we learn in the very near future what it was.
0: Cut to Mike in school in a computer class. We see, I'm assuming he's the most popular boy in school. His name is Scott, and he is also in the computer class. And the audience is informed conveniently that not only does Scott play football, and is he the hottest guy in school? That's right. The real dick move is that he's also smart and good with computers. What an asshole.
1: So specifically, it's Mike talking to his friend, Jay's older brother. Nick. Nick. About. Marshall.
0: No, Gilbert. Gilbert. Gil-
1: Gilbert. That's not confusing at all. <laughs> yeah. Talking to Gilbert about Scott, who's the cool <laughs> kid in his class. And so they're going over like a list of things that you just said that are cool about him. And one of the things is like, and and he is a computer whiz. How perfect could a guy get?
0: I forgot that they said that.
1: (sighs) And it's like, I don't even think in the late 90s or early 2000s, people are like, oh my God, he's got the looks. He's good at sports. But let me put in a little secret. He is great with computers.
0: He gets my hard drive humming.
1: That was inappropriate. (laughs) (laughs)
0: and just keep into the disney channel original movie theme
1: (laughs) what happened with the teacher i missed that the teacher gets a message from the principal a fake message from the principal
0: yes Uh, in which
1: it says that the principal wants to hang out with her or something
0: basically just like please come to my office i have something of importance to discuss with you and by the way call me doug or whatever his first name was
1: so it's clueless this scene Yes. Was it the principal in Coolis that was trying to get with the teacher? I don't... Administr- he was in administration, I think. I was can't he? Remember. I don't
0: remember. I-, I thought it was two teachers, but it could have been yeah. an administrator.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. And so the teacher leaves the classroom to go hang out with the catfished version of the principal. <laughs> oh my... By the way, they invent catfishing in this movie too. So-, so they invent catfishing. The teacher leaves the classroom, and at this point, Scott puts a virus on Mike's computer.
0: Um, No, I think Scott put something on Mike's computer first.
1: Right, that's what I said.
0: And then Mike sends the message to the teacher to get her out of the room.
1: Oh, okay. And then releases the hogs. Okay, yes. Mm -hmm. And that's when Mike puts a virus on every computer in the classroom which is a pig rolling around in mud looking very gross. And then you're like, okay, whatever. It's a pig rolling around. Who cares? Then the pig turns its head ever so slightly to look back at the computer screen. And whose face is on that pig?
0: It's Scott. Oh, my goodness.
1: He put Scott's face on the pig.
0: Yeah, with a little piggy nose. That
1: is so embarrassing. How is Scott ever going to survive?
0: I mean... I don't know if even a perfect computer was could survive that kind of humiliation.
1: I'm shocked he didn't cry running out of the classroom, to be honest.
0: He was holding on to his last shreds of dignity.
1: <laughs> and that's the end of that scene. <laughs> and then the next thing is, is that when Caitlin comes to his house?
0: Yeah. They're they, right. They're, in the, tree they're in the tree house. And then um, Mike's sister comes up and she's like, there's a girl waiting for you.
1: And Mike's sister Mike's is sister's basically the same character as Brink's little sister, um, in a way, I think, as snarky.
0: I think Mike's sister is snarkier. Like, Brink's sister, she had a niceness to her. And it was like she was snarky, but still loved her brother and was concerned for him.
1: I think that she was younger. She didn't yes. get quite to the teenage yeah. years of snarkiness.
0: Yeah. And uh, Mike's sister is just... Pure snark.
1: Just constantly ripping on Mike. That's all she does. She doesn't have internal organs.
0: She just has snark.
1: She either makes fun of him or has him do her homework. And that's it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's her entire character.
1: (laughs) That's what big brothers are for. (laughs) Being made fun of and doing your homework. And so she informs him that Caitlin is in his room. He's like, I don't (laughs) believe it. I don't believe you. But wait. What if she's actually there? So he
0: he goes running
1: again, running the worst running technique I've ever seen. Here, you're the runner. How would you grade his running?
0: Uh, The same as the movie? Mediocre.
1: It looked like he was putting his feet forward on the same side as his arms going forward. You know, like when you walk like that, that's what he looked like running.
0: I think you paid a lot more attention to his running form than I
1: did. It was miserable. We'll watch again. you <laughs> will give him a different I grade. like that.
0: It was miserable. Let's do this again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just the running. Just the running. <laughs> so Caitlin is actually in his room. His sister wasn't lying. And she's very interested in all the computers and gadgets and whatnot. Lying all over Mike's room.
0: She. We find out that uh, Caitlin is planning the school Halloween dance. And she needs help decorating because streamers just won't cut it.
1: And she came over because of the virus that Mike put in everyone's computer. And she's like, you know what? He made a virus with a pig on it. He's probably really good at planning for school dances and doing technology for school dances.
0: Yeah, those natural skills, conclusion. they go hand in hand. That's actually when I see someone's resume and they put like hacker or something, I'm like, oh, this is like a party planner.
1: Did I ever tell you about when I was, when I got detention in high school for messing with the computers in the computer lab? No. Actually, it's in the library, so they might offend you a little bit. I was in...
0: I'm already offended.
1: Had to be 11th or 12th grade for sure. And I was in the computer lab. And you know when you could like Flip the screen upside down by pushing keys on the keyboard. Yes, it's like Control Alt Down. I can't remember what it was, something like that. So I was at my computer and I was like, "Oh, it's kind of funny when you do that," because that was like the most exciting thing I could do, just sitting in the computer lab doing homework. And so I did that, and a librarian, or I guess, whoever was in the library, just runs over and is like, "What'd you just do that computer?" And I was like, "Oh, you could just push this and it flips over." And I demonstrated to her and flipped it over for her. She's like, someone's been vandalizing all these computers in this lab with that. You know what? I'm going to write you up and send you down to the dean's office. And I was like, for what? I didn't even... It doesn't even make any sense. Like, what did I do? She was like, for vandalism. I'm going to send you down for vandalism. And I was like, that's outrageous. So the next... She wrote me up a slip, whatever. The next day, I had to go down to the dean's office. And the dean I met with was my teacher from the year prior, like my math teacher or something? I can't even remember. And I was like, "Hey, like this stupid librarian broke <laughs> me yeah. up for something—the dumbest thing ever of vandalism." She's like, "What happened?" I was like, "I just did this." I like walked over to her computer and showed it to her and reversed it. And she's like, "That's like the dumbest thing I've ever seen." All right, you can leave. Don't worry about it.
0: She wasn't like, "Oh, that—that that was me. I did that to all the computers in <laughs> the library." She admitted it. I thought it was it. funny. Oh my god, she admitted it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was like the dumbest thing. I was like, all right, so I just missed class for like 20 minutes because I flipped over a screen and immediately. And I I fixed it in front of the librarian too. It was the first time I'd ever been written up in high school for something. And it was the dumbest thing ever. You're bad. But back to something way more important can of worms. Yes. So he tells Caitlin about. what he could do, helping set up. They go over what ideas she has for the dance. And I think this is now the third movie when Halloween comes up so far in these movies. We have Halloween Town.
0: Mm-hmm. We
1: have this one, and we have Underrats.
0: Do you think that all of the movies that include Halloween in a year in the year that they came out, all of those Halloweens are happening on the same night
1: absolutely and i think they all cross paths somewhere in the background they all live Ooh. in the same town
0: okay so like the kids in this movie are trick-or-treating in the town that halloween town takes place
1: yes although they don't go trick-or-treating in this one no they do they also have may not be actually on halloween we don't know for sure what day it is
0: i'm assuming that it's not because
1: why would kids go say, there yeah yeah.
0: It might be like the Friday before or after Halloween or something.
1: Okay, so they're all in the same school. Mm-hmm. And, well, the kid from Under Wraps is in both of them. so It supports the theory. Yeah, he just hangs out with two different people. Yeah. <laughs> on the and day, has, of, on has the has day of Halloween life. is when he <laughs> saves the mummy. Okay, this all this all checks out yeah. 100%.
0: There are no holes in this theory. Not,
1: not whatsoever. Mm-hmm. We have a fun little montage of Caitlin and Mike setting things up for the The Halloween dance. dance. He's setting up computer, whatever. She's like putting up whatever she's putting up in the gymnasium. She's putting up streamers. The generic high school decorations, Mm -hmm. I would say. And during the while she's setting up, she asks him to tell a story to her. And he acts so shocked. And he has this one dumb face he does like 20 times during this movie. This shocked face he does when he just leaves his mouth open with like his eyes just completely open. And in this one scene alone, I counted he did it four times.
0: That's impressive.
1: In the scene where he's supposed to tell her a story, he was just so shocked by what was going on.
0: He was shocked that when she had heard of his fantastic storytelling abilities and that she wanted him to tell her a story and she who would have told her time of day.
1: who would have told her about the stories
0: I don't know where it gets around where gets around Halloween town
1: you think the little kid told her probably he had probably ta- hang out a lot
0: yeah he was walking around with a towel
1: Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, no, he's, a, he's a towel kid.
0: Yeah, he's the towel oh, kid. Oh, that's yeah. fun.
1: Yeah, I can see it. Yeah,
0: he's a little he was, older.
1: He was less annoying though in this one.
0: Well, because he grew up a little bit. He
1: was very down to earth in this movie. I would say.
0: You know, he works some things out. He's uh, he's doing better with life. That's good. And he doesn't obsessive. He doesn't have obsessive compulsive disorder and doesn't feel really the need to clean everything.
1: Good for him. I like that. Character very.
0: development at its finest.
1: Absolutely. So they leave the gym after setting up for the dance, which is presumably the next night yeah, or the next day, whatever it is. And the next thing that happens is Scott and one of his friends breaks into the gym mm-hmm. and they fiddle with the computer that's setting everything up. And obviously, guys, remember, Scott's a computer whiz, so he knows how to fiddle with things. Yes. We don't know what exactly what happens, but we know he tampered with something.
0: And we know that he put an extra cord somewhere so that he can control things. Um, I did think it was weird that Mike just left his laptop there.
1: You mean the laptop I said do not touch on it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I probably wouldn't do that if I were him. He could have just brought it to the dance the night of.
0: Yeah, that's what I certainly would have done.
1: But you're also not a protagonist in a movie. What? Yeah, you hate conflict.
0: Wait. We're not in a movie?
1: Yeah, this is actually very meta. We're right now filming the last Disney Channel original movie. It's 100 hours long. What? Yeah, it's crazy, right?
0: What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think after, yeah, after he fiddles with it, then it just shows Mike getting ready for the Halloween dance.
0: Yeah, he's making his own tuxedo and putting some lights in it and I don't really understand why he needed to solder the lights into his bow tie but he did.
1: Agreed. Mm-hmm. I also don't know why he was wearing lights in the first place.
0: Because it's Halloween and he was being festive.
1: Who is he being for Halloween?
0: A twinkle light man.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that that character <laughs> the, the we all know. Classic. And love. Yes. <laughs> See, I thought by him dressing like that because he had a lot of... What's the thing around the waist called?
0: Is that a... Cum- a cum- no, a cummerbund is around your neck.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the thing... Um, like the, the thing that like... I don't know, like waiters wear and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't no know, idea. whatever. There's like the little band that people wear around their waist when they wear a tux. And it was all lit up underneath the tux. So it looked like just in the middle. It basically looked like he was just a terrorist. With like a bomb strapped around his waist. And that's all I could think about whenever it was flashing.
0: That did not cross my mind at all.
1: If any kid wore that now to a school post 9-11, they would be like, you can't come in. This looks ridiculous.
0: Well, I think they wouldn't let them in, not because it looked like a terrorist, but they would just be like, oh, honey, fashion is a thing. And that is not it. You can't.
1: Nerd. You can't sit with us. The teachers would say that? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's so rough. Yeah,
0: when you're shunned by the teachers, you know it's bad.
1: (laughs) That's terrible. So the dance is going normally at first. There's a little like huge like device in the middle of the gym, which Mike set up, which is like shooting lights all over the place. And there's like ghosts and whatever things like hang from the ceiling, it seems like. He's using the projectors to the fullest. And basically it's all going smoothly. They're happy. Mike's chilling with Caitlin in, like, the DJ booth kind of area where he's controlling everything. She's enamored by him.
0: Yeah, dreams come true. Mike is on a roll.
1: And nothing's going to go wrong. And this movie's going to have zero conflict in it. The end.
0: Yeah, the movie's done. That's it. What'd you think?
1: I liked it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That changed things a lot for me. But unfortunately, Mr. Scott the Hacker Man took over, and had to ruin everything.
0: So it was a really interesting way that Scott took over. He didn't just shut things down, but he made things
1: blow up. He put his thing down, flipped it, and reversed it. How I like to say.
0: Yeah. Is Dura going to make it fun yet? As the kids say. You think so? (laughs) Yeah.
1: So everything just goes in reverse and starts exploding some of the things hang from the ceiling to swing into people. Don't understand that that happened. I guess I was all motorized. I don't know. Who cares? Yeah, I
0: don't know. I mean, I feel like the only time that a virus would make uh, something explode is when it's on a space station. But
1: that's yeah. That's the only thing I know about. But that's yeah. in the future. Let's not get to that point yet. Unless that's 50 years from now.
0: Do you think Mike is Mr. Wyndham?
1: Do I think Mike is Mr. Windham? Mike and Windham he, or
0: or no me. Mike works for Mr. Wyndham and designed the space station.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Without
0: because a doubt. that's why Mike is the only one with really advanced technology now and he uh brings it into the future.
1: Yeah, good for him.
0: Yeah. I mean, I he wish made he went would...
1: bankrupt, but you know. He already got paid. That's true. Good for him. All I right.
0: just wish he would uh, design, you know, explosion-proof technology, but <laughs>
1: teach right, their own. Cuz all the devices here just explode and go on fire yeah and the teacher i guess some old adult there puts it out with a fire extinguisher with like silly string coming out of it and it also gets sprayed all over him
0: and that's when people start laughing at him when he gets sprayed with the fire extinguisher from the teacher that's putting out a fire
1: he did look pretty hilarious
0: hilarious
1: he looked pretty funny I admit it I
0: probably would have left by this point because the gym was on fire. Or oh, the
1: fire would have made you leave? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I guess I also may have left at that <laughs> point. Although it does look pretty exciting, so it would have stayed to see what happens. Ooh,
0: that's true.
1: Mike is absolutely devastated. And now we finally get to the opening to the movie. He runs home in the rain. This is when he's out in his backyard next to the huge satellite mm-hmm. and wants to put out a call to all the aliens out there to say
0: come pick me up
1: steal me from this earth this godforsaken earth i can't do it anymore and i don't belong here
0: and then another explosion
1: and this is when he pulls a nice little mission impossible trick because the i guess his computer explodes behind him or whatever device he had out there the communicating device And he just dives forward with an explosion behind him, like some sort of action movie.
0: I mean, it seems like Mike has a lot of experience with explosions, so he definitely knows how to get away.
1: I can't believe they had Michael Bay do the special effects in this movie. (laughs) What a great get. You know, he he was
0: just helping him out.
1: Just for that scene, too. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah.
0: He had a a hole in his schedule. He was like, I'm going to fill this can of worms. That's my gym.
1: After this, I think he just presumably goes to bed. And so next morning, he's really depressed at breakfast with his whole family. And this is what I thought. This movie is basically the opposite of Brink in that his parents are just super cheery, always happy, no conflict. And he's the one that's upset, which is the exact opposite of Brink, where Brink was way too happy. And his parents were like, you got to chill the fuck out. Stop being so happy. And be a normal person like us and be depressed.
0: Well, some background on this scene or some context on this scene. Mike's sister is doing her math homework or no, her computer science homework and asks Mike for help. And at one point, Mike says, I've lost my will to solve.
1: I also wrote that verbatim in my notes.
0: Amazing. Amazing line.
1: He's basically Shakespeare.
0: Spot on delivery. Give this boy an Oscar.
1: And despite him being super, super upset during the scene, his sister still incessantly makes fun of him the entirety of the scene.
0: Yeah, that was the most realistic part of this movie.
1: (laughs) The sister being super, super, super mean.
0: I related to her.
1: Of course you did. So you were this mean to your brother growing up?
0: Not this mean. I was I was snarky. Somewhat. I was probably a snarky sister.
1: Do you take it out on me instead? Yeah. That's pretty really fun.
0: I don't take it out snarkily on you. I take it out
1: physically. You know how much I love getting dominated by snarks, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how this happens, but at some point, there's some sort of UFO over the treehouse.
0: Yeah, but we just see a light passing by, a very bright light. To alert us that something is going on. And then we see what we find out is going to be a Stargate. And
1: we see who I believe is your, if I had guessed, your favorite character.
0: Yes.
1: We see Barnabas, who is, I'll let you describe Barnabas.
0: Barnabas is a very good boy. And he's a dog with a translator link around his neck. And the, lip, the translator link has lips on it
1: huge full lips
0: yes and they move
1: for no reason
0: and this dog i think is the best actor in the movie
1: do you know who plays the dog or who avoid not who plays the dog who voices uh, the dog
0: i don't
1: so it's a very very famous actor the dog is voiced by malcolm mcdowell do you know who that is no. He's the main guy from Clockwork Orange. What? Isn't that crazy that they got such a big actor? to do the voice of a dog? Like they could just had him act in the movie if they wanted him to.
0: Yeah, but instead they were like, no, your character is a dog.
1: And the, the voice was great. No issue with the voices, for the dog at least.
0: I think the voices, mo- no, I can't even say the voices in general were fine because they were Just the dog. The dog was great. Dog, 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 and dog voice, A+. Plus. 10 out of 10.
1: We'll get to the other stuff later.
0: Would scratch behind the ears again.
1: Ah, So we have a, a dog that talks like a human, but via lips around the dog's throat, like a chain around the dog's neck. And the dog is telling Mike that he has to come with him to basically save the universe, it kind of sounds like? Or to save something? Um, to
0: protect Mike. Because he was like, there are going to be a lot of other
1: aliens, aliens creatures. coming after you. Yeah. Because he put the message out to the universe. And mm-hmm. because he put the message out, that means that he's declaring Earth not safe or something like that? Something stupid.
0: Um, not primitive.
1: Okay. Not primitive, mm-hmm. but also not safe. So, because there's some sort of like protective order for certain planets.
0: Yeah, they can't primitive planets can't be taken over. So Earth yeah. was safe because it was labeled as primitive,
1: right? Until Mike got too smart for his own good. What a jerk! And made Earth not safe anymore. So selfish. God damn it, Mike! <laughs> Unforgivable. <laughs> and I think the dog just goes back into its <laughs> little doggy house. Yeah,
0: that was the Stargate, and it was great. Each alien, I have to say, had its own custom Stargate.
1: They were so dumb.
0: The doghouse dog was, was not fine. dumb. Yeah, yeah, the doghouse was, was fine. Great. I'll give you
1: that, but the rest of them were so stupid.
0: You didn't like the pipe.
1: Oh well. But let,
0: you didn't like the sewer pipe that the let, lawyer came out of. Let's
1: get right into the pipe. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Mike is in his room eating about to eat a burger and work on a computer yeah he
0: was eating dinner
1: at the computer yeah Yeah,
0: you know and
1: and unbeknownst to him there's like some slime or some goo or gack what was the nickelodeon stuff called slime slime okay there's slime just like oozing out of by the ceiling onto his plate of food and onto his burger and he goes to pick up his burger which again just like brink with the worm sandwich, which this is called Can of Worms, they should just had a worm sandwich in this one.
0: Another connection.
1: Goes to pick up the sandwich, or the burger, same thing, burgers are sandwiches, get over it. Goes to pick up the burger and sees that there's goo all over it and freaks out.
0: I'm just glad that he realized there was something wrong with it before eating it.
1: If he took a bite of that sandwich, I would have turned the movie off. I'm not even kidding.
0: Oh, side note. Oh, for for people who are just tuning in for the first time, we started this podcast because I didn't have cable growing up. Um, But when I did watch cable at my grandparents' house, like a cool kid, I primarily watched Nickelodeon, and I wanted to be slimed. Like, that was my dream. I wanted to be
1: slimed. You could have went to Nickelodeon Studios. Have you ever been there?
0: I did see Nickelodeon Live.
1: Oh, okay. But I
0: wasn't picked to get slimed.
1: Oh, I'd never been... I went there with my family. It's in Florida, right? Orlando,
0: I think? The one I went to was not... I, do, I was young. I don't remember oh, okay.
1: I think I went to Orlando and went to the studios there, but we didn't go to... Like, there wasn't a show. There wasn't anything like being taped. So we just like toured the area, I think. I can't really remember. I was probably like seven or eight.
0: That sounds... Am- I still want to do that. I still kind of want to get
1: slimed. I don't think they have the same studio, as my guess, because they don't really have game shows anymore do they
0: um i think they're restarting legends of the hidden temple are they really i think so
1: oh that's so cool huh. but it's
0: gonna be like millennials because we're the only ones who want
1: to do it <laughs> no talking to be like zoomers they're probably like 13 12 years old in that show right
0: yeah no but i mean like they're gonna redo start it but millennials will be the contestants like people our age are gonna be the contestants oh they're doing
1: it with like adults yeah now. oh that's so weird yeah the best thing about Legends of the Hidden Temple was when they'd just have little kids go into, like, the little maze at the end and have these, like, large men just scare the shit out of the kids. And they were, like, legit scared and they'd be, like, startled to do anything else. Either that or putting the monkey's head on backwards oh, every best. single time.
0: Yeah. And you're like, no, just turn it around.
1: Not facing it's you, not- facing the audience. It's in rocket science. <laughs> oh, my God. Those kids getting scared was great. <laughs> And in this scene, like you mentioned before, we see a little sewer pipe, which is where the goo is coming out of, Mm -hmm. and this little goo
0: creature, alien. I don't even know how to describe
1: it. Blob thing is the best way to put it. Just plops down, prominent teeth. Yeah, the human teeth. Yeah. No, no, thank you. No. Plops down on Mike's desk.
0: Ugh.
1: It was extremely disturbing.
0: And then while... So it turns out this blob thing is a lawyer.
1: Named The Bone?
0: Yes. Who wants to represent Mike because he can sue Earth.
1: For making his life miserable.
0: Yeah. Naturally. And while the lawyer is doing his spiel, Caitlin calls because... She wants to apologize for Oh, she was
1: mean to him in school the day prior. I think we're gonna go over that. But yeah. Yes.
0: She was mean to him the day before. She wants to apologize. She's checking in, seeing how he's doing after his Halloween humiliation.
1: Nice and literation.
0: Thank you. While that's happening, the bone, the lawyer, starts eating Mike's dinner. And this was my absolutely least- Favorite part of the movie.
1: By far, not even close to anything in any of the movies we've watched so far.
0: It was disgusting.
1: It was, I don't understand how they thought this was good.
0: I actually wanted to vomit.
1: I, it was horrible. <laughs> genuinely, if we weren't recording this podcast, would have turned, 100% would have turned it off at this point.
0: Yeah, It because it wasn't even a short scene. It took like, fi- the whole thing was like five minutes long. It was insane. And it was five minutes of disgusting so he
1: eats the burger which already is so vile there's
0: so much slime and spit you hear it you hear the sound
1: i can't listen to people eat like cereal or like eat soup let alone this goo creature eat a burger so eats the burger and then like farts out the burger and just making like weird noises and just like gas in the air looks absolutely disgusting and all this time mike's on the phone trying to talk to caitlin She's like why are you making these noises? What's going on? He's like and then, oh, the
0: you, bathroom's backed up. The toilet's backed up. Sorry.
1: And then you think it's done. You think he's done eating. No. The burger's gone. Nope. Absolutely not. There's also yep. a, a he corn. Goes for the corn. A whole corn, corn cob. Corn on the cob. And the creature also takes that somehow grosser than eating the burger.
0: It, I don't even know what to say. It was just absolutely disgusting and horrible and i never want to watch it again
1: and then after eating the corn it like the gas inside the creature makes popcorn and the popcorn just pops out of the body not even the mouth the body of the creature it seems like yeah oh yep. my god it was so disgusting every single part of it we should
0: start talking about something else uh-huh. now yeah i know <laughs> yeah like, by the, the whole thing that comes
1: out of the scene, like you said, he's a lawyer. He says that Mike has a case against Earth, which Mike doesn't want to pursue. And during the scene, Caitlin kind of hears things in the background. And Mike's acting thing, real grossed out, like we're acting grossed out. And she thinks that he's grossed out by her. And she hangs up and is like, don't talk to me. We're done talking. Forever. For good reason. Jerk. Mike sucks Ugh. in the scene. How dare he? I think Mike. Mike leaves the house to go to Caitlin's house.
0: Yes, because he wants to apologize and explain. No, I don't think he wants to explain what happens, but he We're wants just to, to talk apologize. To her. Yeah,
1: yeah. To, to get on good terms with her. Mm-hmm. She's a popular girl. She's the head cheerleader. He's just a poor, poor computer programmer
0: nerd.
1: How dare you. <laughs> and on the way to her house. Again sees Barnabas, the dog who stops him. I think during this conversation is when he tells Barnabas that he met the bone, and Barnabas was like, "Oh no, the bone turns Welcome out to a can
0: of worms,
1: yeah, this is when he says the title of the movie, which mm-hmm. you know it's good when someone word for word says the title of a movie, although I said they did in Halloween town as well, and his name is Brink and Brink, so yeah. I don't think anyone says Xenon girl of the 21st century, though.
0: I don't think so. Does anyone say you lucky dog?
1: Oh, my. I think they do. Do they? I remember writing that in my notes. Huh. But who knows?
0: Oh, another connection. Humans understanding dogs.
1: Yep. Talking dogs. There we go. Mm-hmm. Or this ESP dogs. This one's a little bit different, but. So the but dog. Not, yeah. not much. Yeah, the dog tells him what's going on, that he's going to be approached by all these other aliens, and that he should come with the dog to leave earth
0: to whatever planet sanctuary the dog is barnabas
1: yeah which mike's like you know what i'll go with you let me just get some things in order first and we'll we'll meet up another time
0: yeah i have to talk to my girl
1: and so this is when mike tries to meet with caitlin he is like outside our house. What's that movie when the guy plays music on the front lawn? What's his name? His sister's also an actress. Oh, he's super famous. His sister played the principal in School of Rock.
0: John Cusack. And yeah. Joan Cusack. Yeah.
1: John Cusack. When he has like this speaker, he's like holding it up over his head. It's like a classic, classic movie. I can't think of the name of it. Eh, whatever. So the classic scene is like he's outside of the house, the girls in the upstairs, and he starts blasting music. So she opens the window to talk to him.
0: Except she doesn't start blasting music. He just says, hey, Caitlin.
1: And she hears him. Yeah. No no problems. And she's like, you know what? Um, to be young. <laughs> Good years when you're young. Yeah. yeah. She comes down and was like, oh, no, she's like, oh, I'll come down in a second. I'll meet you at the door. Don't worry. Do you remember when we were kids? There was some sort of rumor going around that there was this really high-pitched sound that only kids could hear, so they'd be playing it in, like, classrooms or something. What was that even about?
0: I don't remember, and I never would have remembered that it even happened if you hadn't just brought it up.
1: (laughs) Do you think it's just one of those, like, you know, so-and-so took a rib out of his body (laughs) kind of rumors? There's a pool on the roof. I guess that one's more PG. (laughs) And Mike's waiting at the front door for Caitlin, But as soon as Caitlin opens the door, something like zaps her. Is that? Um, and like freezes her?
0: It does. But it was talking to Mike first.
1: Right, right, right. And like yeah. knocks Mike to the side. And
0: zaps him. And then Caitlyn opens the door and it zaps her.
1: And it would be best described as like a slug kind of creature.
0: With loafers.
1: Was it the creature on the cover of the movie okay yep. so it's a little worm creature with feet and dress shoes on
0: yes and antenna
1: eyes and this creature is an agent on its planet and wants to be mike's agent for him to be in like a tv show it seems like a reality show
0: yeah it seemed like a reality show all about mike and his life after being rescued from Earth.
1: And Mike is like, I don't care about any of this. Oh, and also, this creature, this worm, also has human teeth.
0: I was just going to ask if all the creatures have human teeth, but they don't. Most of them I, I think do. all
1: but one does. Well, the dog's different, but. Yeah. Because I think the female creature doesn't have teeth.
0: No. She just looks like she has, like, a floating on a hand.
1: Yeah. Oh. all these creatures were miserable oh I don't think about it
0: zero out of ten
1: yeah so this worm is an agent Mike turns him down and of course when Mike tries to when the worm leaves and everyone's unfrozen Mike goes to run to Caitlin and she's like where's Mike where's Mike you know what screw this closes the door and Mike's out of luck
0: yeah poor Mike and that's when he goes home. He starts packing.
1: To leave everyone. Yeah. To Not leave. even going to say bye to anyone. Yeah. You know. He's going to leave
0: Earth. He wasn't even thinking about saying bye to his family.
1: Doesn't care at all.
0: He's just out of
1: here. I guess they were too nice to him. So that makes a lot of sense.
0: It was his sister. She drove him to the edge.
1: That's so sad. And at this point, he's in the treehouse again. And <laughs> again, some lights go on. And now all of the creatures are in his treehouse with him.
0: Yeah. And they're all trying to sell him something or convince him to do something. And
1: They're the most annoying creatures ever. And what wants to date him? Yeah. The female floating Mm -hmm. head just wants to date Mike.
0: Yeah. Probably because she wants to be in all the shows with him.
1: And like we said, all the creatures except for this one fish head creature, they all have teeth. It's awful. So all these creatures are back. He again is like, no, I don't want to do any of the things you guys are saying. And he's basically just holding out for Barnabas to get back, to go with Barnabas to do whatever mission the dog wanted him to do. And Wait, I think at this point his friend's there, right? Oh,
0: yes. This is where Mike goes to pack up. Yeah. Because he's like, fine, whatever. I'm just going to go with you. I just have to get out of here. And that's when Nick comes in. And sees that Mike has packed up his stuff and Nick is like, you are actually insane? And then they go outside and see all the
1: Yeah, Nick sees all the creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Talking. Ugh. Terrible. Let's move on. Okay. Yeah. So, he wants to leave. His friend now sees that he's not crazy. They go back into the house and that's when Caitlin shows up also?
0: She does. I'm just trying to remember if Nick's little brother gets taken by the alien before or after.
1: That's after. Okay. I think. I don't know, actually. All right. At some point, Jay is a little kid. Yes. Jay gets taken by... All right. So we'll just get into this. So there's a bad lizard creature who... Called the Thode. Called the Thode, which sounds like toad and whatever else. And... He has a zoo on some other planet where he takes one creature, it seems like, from all these other planets to have a zoo to have these creatures or specimens, he calls them, on display for people to see. Or for him to see. Who knows? We don't even know if yeah, people even go there. It's a zoo. Yeah.
0: It's a intergalactic
1: zoo. Yeah, so what, what he does is just put them in their natural habitat. And just has them locked away in these zoos.
0: Yes, but he wants the perfect specimen for his zoo.
1: Right, so he wouldn't want a little kid like Jay, although he got Jay ready. So that's when Mike and all of them have a plan to bring in the perfect human, the perfect human specimen in all of Earth. Who could it be? Scotty.
0: Scotty doesn't know that Fiona and me do it in my band every Sunday. Do you know this is the
1: prequel to that? And Caitlin is Fiona? Yeah. Oh, so it's good for Mike for starting his own band. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, moving (laughs) on. And what ends up happening is Scott eventually gets taken into some sort of wormhole to get put into the alien zoo. The Stargate. The Stargate, sure. Come on. Come on, Sam. And Scott is just stuck in the zoo with Jay. Jay tells Scott some stories that Mike told Jay previously in the movie. And now the mission is for Mike and all the rest of them, including Barnabas, to rescue Jay and Scott from the zoo planet. But they can't do it unless... The Thode comes to Earth, or away from the zoo planet. It's a pretty good summarization of what happens. Yeah. Or what needs to happen. That's the mission now.
0: And so the Thode takes Scott. They all jump at the Stargate. They're all on the in the Thode Zoo. And they're running around. So the Thode doesn't see them. They end up seeing one of the aliens from mike's stories
1: right so mike's story in the beginning you he show he's showing like a picture that he made on his computer of what the aliens look like in his story with the one with the pod the superman thing and we see the creature that looks exactly like the creature he made up in his story
0: what are the chances
1: and mike has a connection with this alien. The alien comes over and they kind of like look at each other and kind of know what each other are thinking, sort of, maybe. Not clear.
0: At this point, did you think that Mike might be an alien and be of this species?
1: I thought the entire time he was an alien. Oh, and earlier at one point, Mike asks his parents if he's adopted, and they're like, no, you weren't adopted. But even if you were adopted, we still love you the same. But you weren't. But you weren't. You You weren't. So we don't... We'll get into it at the end, but... Yeah, I still thought he was an alien at this point. Did you? Yeah, I did. Because it doesn't make any... How would the alien know who he is? It wouldn't...
0: Yeah, this part of the movie, because Mike is human and not an alien, just doesn't make sense.
1: Wait, so let's get into this right now. So it was either one of two things. Either one, he's an alien. Or two... The alien has some sort of connection with him, despite not being his parent or whatever, and was communicating to him that he was stuck in the zoo, maybe. And that's how he knew the story in the beginning. I don't know.
0: And I thought that connection is also how Mike knew how to use the key and open the exhibits.
1: Right. It definitely is, because that's how. Because they don't know how to use the key, and, right? Okay, they eventually put the Thode in a cage, a cage, like a bird, like a Tweety bird cage, yeah. Which and they take the happen key to away. know
0: where it was, even though they've never been here before,
1: right? And they don't know how that thing's a key. It doesn't even look like a key. Who knows?
0: I think the Thode said, "I wear the key around my neck." Oh, okay. So he made oh, so it very it obvious
1: that this is the key. He's very smart. Yeah. Go yeah. So, thode. so they get the key. And they first open up the cage for the creature, the alien that Mike relates with. They open up the crate with Jay and Scott in it. They're free. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, all right, we got Jay and Scott. That's all we care about. They all run off. But then Mike wants to open all the other cages.
0: Yes. So he goes to like this master switch and waves the key around. On top, because that's how you open it. You wave the key around. Of course. And let's everyone free.
1: And we don't see, we only see one other creature besides the alien. We see this like molten ball of like lava. It's like yeah. the first creature we see.
0: It's a, either a Charo dude or a Geomander.
1: Oh, that's cool. I didn't yeah. think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say Charro Mander. That's a good way to put it. Or Geomander. <laughs> Geomander. Yeah, it's yeah. a Geomander.
0: The geometer and
1: all the other creatures. I really wanted to see the other creatures.
0: They didn't have that kind of budget.
1: I wanted to see, like, not in the cages, but, like...
0: Running around. Yeah, like, running out.
1: Remember, remember the movie I showed you with all the monsters that get released yes. in Cabin in the Woods? I wanted yeah. that kind of scene where you see all the monsters. A quick little nothing. Like, even, like, zoomed out, you just see them, like, kind of scurrying away. I thought that would have been cool to see. That would have been cool. But, alas, nothing good could come out of this movie. No. And that doesn't happen. And they try to escape through, what's it then called again?
0: The Stargate.
1: They escape through the Stargate back to Earth. But unfortunately, Thode also escapes through the Stargate to Earth to chase after them.
0: Yes. And the Thode is coming after them using his very powerful tongue. The Thode is like a lizard, frog, amphibian thing.
1: A lizard person. Yeah. Yeah. Like politicians in the U.S. It's a lizard person. Yes. Uh, newt? I guess a newt. Yeah, I would say lizard. Most Newt Gingrich? Gingrich? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Thank you. <laughs> oh, great call. <laughs> <laughs> and the lizard's like attacking them and grabs onto Mike with the tongue. Yeah. And then everyone's trying to grab Mike and pull him like a tug of war situation mm-hmm. with Thode. And, and meanwhile, er-
0: Barnabas is trying to call the police,
1: the in- intergalactic police, yes, that is. the
0: intergalactic police,
1: because they got to take food away. Mm-hmm. So eventually,
0: the police come just in time,
1: the lamest looking intergalactic police officer I've ever seen.
0: I liked that the siren was his head.
1: That was kind of cool. But were you at all put into any sort of fear by looking at that police officer? Not even a little bit. The lamest looking police officer ever.
0: Yeah. I. The only thing that I thought was like, oh, this guy rinsed his head. That's fun.
1: And so presumably they explained to the police officer what happened. And the police officer arrests Thode. And Thode just stops like fighting. So it seems like these police officers just like destroy these creatures. Probably. Because Thode was very scared of the police officer.
0: So realistic. Yeah, I could.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And presumably Thode gets arrested. And I think like the next day or something, Barnabas explains to Mike that Thode's going to be spending two eons in prison.
0: That's a long time. In
1: intergalactic jail.
0: But we don't know how long Thoads
1: live. We have no idea. We don't know how long an eon is.
0: Yeah, what if a typical Thoad lifespan is 12 eons?
1: That's terrible. Mm -hmm. It's always always those privileged little lizards.
0: Uh, Big lizards. That
1: don't get the jail time. I've always been saying that.
0: It's true, you have. You've been saying it for years. Terrible.
1: Absolutely terrible. (laughs) It's a miscarriage of justice. That's all I got to say.
0: That's what the bone would say, too. Fucking bone.
1: <laughs> Barnabas again asks Mike if he wants to leave Earth and I guess just help him on whatever adventures.
0: Yeah, chill.
1: Barnabas goes on. Which the dog Mike and tra- his boy. Dog and his bone. Yeah. Do you think they're friends? No. Me either. Do you think anyone's friends with bone?
0: Absolutely not.
1: Thankfully not.
0: Not with eating habits like
1: that. Oh, my God. And Mike turns it down, saying that he wants to stay on Earth. And in this scene, he scratches Barnabas behind his little doggy ear. And the dog makes a very strange sound that sounded like kind of sexual, I thought, which I did not care for.
0: I don't remember that. I guess it didn't stand out to me. Because all I was thinking was that this is all taking place at a football game. So Mike is sitting on the bench and during the football game, instead of paying attention to the game, Mike is talking to a dog. And that's what everyone, what spectators would see. Yeah. This boy is actually
1: talking to a dog. But seemingly just no one has any idea what's going on and no one pays attention to it.
0: No, no one notices Mike.
1: So Barnabas leaves. You basically find out in the scene, Mike's playing football again. And we find out that Mike is now friends with Scott. And him and Caitlin are friends again,
0: and Mike is definitely hoping to be more than friends,
1: like cousins.
0: Ah, uh, Sam, we're gonna have to have a talk later.
1: Okay, <laughs> and that's uh, the credits come, and that's it. Yeah, thank God. Oh, the last third of the movie wasn't terrible. But that middle third really oh, it killed dragged
0: me. from when we first see the bone and that disgusting scene until they go through the stargate and they're in the zoo, that whole chunk was not great,
1: terrible. Every scene with the other creatures besides Barnabas were terrible,
0: like I can see the point of having the bone. And the loaf there to show that there are these aliens who want to exploit Mike. I could have done without the disgusting bone scene. Yes. Just talking would have been fine. Yes. Just that. And then going through the Stargate into the zoo. And Easily. more zoo.
1: No reason for any of the other scenes at all.
0: More zoo, none of anything else.
1: Oh my God. It was really, really disturbing. And I'm, I'm so happy this movie's done with.
0: We did it. Woo.
1: Wait, so is Mike an alien?
0: No, It's con- they did confirm that he's human. Who did? I think Barnabas did.
1: Oh, okay. So what's the connection with the alien?
0: There is none. That's why I'm so confused by it. It doesn't make any sense. Because the alien has a connection to him. Yeah. How
1: and- would the alien know who Mike
0: is? Maybe because they're both outsiders? I don't know. We don't know anything about the alien. That's why I'm so confused about how... They have the connection, and the alien was able to somehow communicate to Mike that this is how you use the key, because there's absolutely no way he would have just figured that out without that connection.
1: Do you think they explain it in Can of Worms 2? Two can, two worms.
0: They might explain it on Can of Worms Saturn Drift.
1: Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I have seen that one.
0: You watched it without me?
1: This is when I was a kid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Of course, come on. I'm not an animal. You're forgiven. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go through some questions that we planned before the movie. So the first thing we had was what change would you make about this movie to make it a better movie?
0: Cutting out the entire middle section.
1: Okay. That's pretty extreme.
0: Extreme, but necessary.
1: Mine was a little bit more minor than that i just wanted the aliens to not have human teeth
0: and that probably would have been easier to accomplish rather than rewriting most of the movie
1: yeah if they just had normal alien mouths without showing any teeth or just different types of teeth i'd have been totally fine with that
0: i would say that if i were to make a smaller change i just would have taken out the vomit inducing parts of the bone interaction
1: do you think you would have liked that as a kid and that it was silly. I can see the popcorn being silly.
0: Yeah, the popcorn bit I could see a kid liking, but the rest of it, I don't...
1: Farts also. I guess maybe kids would like that.
0: I think it it was more the slobber and slime part that got to me.
1: It was bad. Yeah. All right. So those are our changes. What was your favorite scene of the movie, if there was one?
0: You go first. <laughs> I I have to think about this.
1: So mine was, I guess, more of a hopeful part, is when they first got to the prison zoo, when they saw their first geomander creature or whatever. And I was like, oh, we're going to get to see a lot of creatures in the zoo. So I was very hopeful after we saw the first two creatures, but then sorely disappointed when the rest were just humans and no other creatures. So I, I was excited for that part.
0: I guess I just like when Mike says, I've lost the wills, just solve. (laughs) That's it.
1: That was a really good line. That's very true. I hope that I
0: can somehow work that into my everyday life.
1: Either that or how perfect could a guy get. Those are the two standout lines in this movie. Amazing. (laughs) Who was your favorite non-major character or minor character? Barnabas. Barnabas. Oh, Barnabas, okay. 100%. So I kind of guessed that from that being your favorite yeah. character. Yes. And you thought that was going to be my favorite character. I did. Barnabas is not my favorite ah, character. Who's your
0: favorite character?
1: My favorite character. Well, this is a character you want to hang out with, or this is the minor character? Minor character. My favorite minor character was a little kid, Jay. Why? Because he was just there to help out, and he just liked listening to stories, and he just... You know, was very easygoing and, you know, seemed like a good friend, probably.
0: Okay. I don't know if I would have gotten all of that out of the scenes that Jay was in, but okay. Definitely into stories.
1: He became a a storyteller for later on when they were in the prison. That's true. He 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 calmed him down. Mm
0: -hmm. And I think he taught Scott a little bit about uh, Mike and some of the struggles Mike has been going through. Real turning point in their uh, character
1: development. You get it. What character would you most want to hang out with? I think this one we might have the same one. Also Barnabas. Oh, no. You have the same character <laughs> for both of those? Yes. That's how much you liked the dog? Yes. Yet you say we can't get a dog. Interesting.
0: <laughs> oh, Sam, this is a discussion for uh, for off mic.
1: Can we name our dog Barnabas? Yes. Okay. We're good. I had Jill. <laughs>
0: The sister?
1: Yeah, and no, I would just have her go around with me making fun of people.
0: <laughs> okay, so the squad is going to be the two of us, Barnabas and Jill. Yeah. And we're all wearing sunglasses.
1: And I do you oh, do you think Jill would make fun of Barnabas though?
0: I think they would have some pretty witty banter. Okay.
1: That's a pretty cool clue clue we got there. Yeah.
0: And Barnabas's banter is in a British accent, which makes it even better.
1: I think it just is British.
0: Yeah, that's why he has a British accent, (laughs) because he's British.
1: A very British dog from a different planet. Yes. And I think that was all the questions we were going to go through. Was there anything that you loved about this movie that you really want to talk about? No. Nothing? Not at all? No. How about you? Uh, Just some info I saw on Wikipedia that has nothing to do with watching the movie at all. This aired... In, two, in no, 2000, in 1999. Like you said before, it was based on a book by a woman named Kathy Mackle. This was also the. F- it says right here. I don't know what this means. It was the first Disney Channel original movie to have TV PG.
0: Were the other movies just rated G? I have or no idea. Or maybe they weren't rated?
1: I'm not sure. I mean, I feel like You Lucky Dog had some weird things to have in it when it's rated under Wraps definitely had some uh sexy yeah. jokes in it when they had the sex scene in under Wraps, i mean that was rated r with the two yeah. movies and sex so that makes yeah. sense okay so that w- okay that okay. also so
0: wasn't rated tv
1: pg <laughs> the movie was directed by paul schneider who also directed you lucky dog which all right so two bet over two so far, Paul. I'm sorry. Can
0: we just look up the movies that he's watched and just either skip them. skip them or watch them all at once so that we get them out of the way?
1: And the last thing, not including actors, is the music music was by Mark Mothersbaugh, who is the lead singer of Devo and I guess keyboardist.
0: Okay. The music did not make an impact on me at all.
1: It stood out to me a little bit, but nothing too major, I would say. The actors weren't that well known. We already went over uh, Barnabas's voice.
0: And uh, Julia Styles look like.
1: Yes, of course. And her name is Erica Christensen. There was also, we said Adam Wiley, who plays Nick, was also an underwrap. The kid Scott, who's played by an actor named Marcus Turner. Have you ever seen Air Bud? I must have. The football version of Air Bud, he plays the main kid in that. I loved, loved all the Airbun movies as a kid. I watched the basketball all the time, and I watched the football one. Golden Receiver, or Golden Retriever. I watched that one all the time.
0: Okay, so once we're done with all of the Disney Channel movies, we'll watch all the Airbun movies.
1: Thank you. And the last thing is The Born. Wait, what was the alien's name again? The gross one? The Bone. The Bone. Oh, he's the BOM apparently, B-O-M, oh. Maybe Who knows? The guy who does that voice also voices Timon in <gasps> The Lion King. Weird, right? Okay. I don't even like hear the same thing.
0: That's fun. Yeah. Definitely liked him as Timon more.
1: Maybe we'll just CGI it so it's just Timon instead of the, the gross alien. I find that so much more enjoyable. That's fair. Other than that, I think that's all I had. Any uh, closing words for everyone else in our audience?
0: I've lost my will to solve.
1: And just before we go, just a heads up, the next movie we'll be doing is called The 13th Year, presumably about someone's bar mitzvah. And or bat mitzvah. Or bat mitzvah. So that's very true. And I think that's also all I have. Um, please check it if you're listening. Obviously, you know where to find us. If you want, you can leave us a review or any comments. And if you have any emails for us, you're out of luck. So with that, we'll catch you next week. And adios.